Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Hi, everybody. Welcome back once again. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're all set to go against the spread on this weekend's NFL football playoff card with the college football bowl games now in the rearview mirror. The NFL regular season there as well. We'll be going over what to do and what not to do in the NFL football playoffs. But before we begin all that, before we begin all that, I should say, we're going to hop out to Las Vegas for a quick report from Andy Isco. Andy, I know everybody's wanting to know what happened in the Circa Survivor Contest. I know there's got to be $6 million somewhere. Welcome aboard, Andy. Thanks, Mark. And I'll just keep everyone in suspense who may not know for a little bit longer as I <laughs> review, as we normally do, uh, the other contests. Unfortunately, I'll start with the Golden Nugget, whose standings, as we're doing this, this podcast have not yet been posted, but uh, if the folks want to go onto the Golden Nugget website here in Las Vegas, they'll be able to check the standings uh, when they're up. I'm going to guess probably either late on Wednesday or early Thursday. But we'll start with the uh, Westgate Super Contest. The top consensus plays. The consensus saved their best for last. Going into week 18, the consensus was 45-39-1. and one. That's 53.5%. The top five plays this past week all won 5-0. and oh. The Dolphins, the Lions, the Rams, the Steelers, and the Titans were the top five. All of them covered their point spread, so that 5-0 and oh week ends the season with a consensus of much nicer 50-39-1, 56.1%. There was one contestant who took home the first-place prize, hitting 67.2% winners. That suggests over two out of three, 60.5 out of a possible 90 points. And the top 30 and ties are paid in this contest, and it took 61.7% or higher uh, to collect. And 36, uh, should be 38 of the 1,598 entries ended up cashing in the regular Super Contest Classic. As far as the Super Contest Gold, 80 entries in that contest at $5,000 per entry. So one person looking to go away and win with the $400,000 winner-take-all jackpot. And one contestant did exactly that, hitting 63.9% for their 90 picks over the season. And that was good enough for a one-point margin over the single contestant who finished in second. In fact, of the top seven finishers five of them were in the only ones at that position there were two contestants who did tie for fifth and sixth but whether you finish second or fifth sixth or seventh only the winner got paid off in that contest looking at the circa millions contest that attracted just under 4700 entries and pays the top 100 those selections for the top five consensus also saved their best for last. Coming into uh, week 18, the consensus at the Circa Millions, 42, 38, and five pushes, 52.4%, barely breaking even. Keep in mind that one of those pushes was a result of the Cincinnati-Buffalo game that was canceled and not made up. Uh, they treat Circa... Uh, treated it as a half point, as a push, half point win for the Bengals, half point win for the Bengals. Unlike the Westgate, by the way, which in which those who had played both the uh, Bengals, either the Bengals or the Bills, got credit for zero. 
uh, in that one. So uh, the doll, the order of uh, the top five uh, selections in the Circa Million, Dolphins, Steelers, Rams, Titans, and Lions. Save five teams, but in a different uh, different order. So the final consensus results following uh, that 5-0, and 47 winners, 38 losers, five pushes for a total uh, or a, a percentage of 55.0%, equating to 49.5 out of a possible 90 points. Now the uh, Circa Contest pays the top 100 plus ties, the Circa Million does, with the winner getting a $1 million prize for finishing first. There was one contestant who actually had the best record by himself or herself, 61.5 out of 90 possible points, working out to a winning percentage in the Circa Millions contest of 68.3%, slightly better than the percentage that it took to win the aforementioned Westgate Super Contest. In total, uh, 102 entries shared in the uh, $6 million prize pool. Uh, the, uh, it took 61 61.1% 61 and higher uh, to collect uh, one of those uh, 100 plus ties uh, prizes. Now to the uh, contest that had a lot of drama, a lot of excitement throughout the season, and a lot of drama towards the end of the season, and that's the Circus Survivor Contest. 6,133 entries at $1,000 uh, per entry led to a prize pool of slightly more than $6 million winner-take-all if there was a single winner. Now, this is the third year of the contest. In year number one, there were 35 or 36 people who had perfect records and shared uh, the winnings. Last year, it was down to five. And so the uh, con the uh, Circa wanted to try and increase the chances of there being a single winner this year. And as a result, the entries jumped, I think it was by about 50%. And there's been a lot of drama that we've detailed over the last few weeks and some drama again this week as the three contestants had three different picks to uh, uh, win, hopefully for them, the uh, entire or certainly part of the $6 million and complete a 20-0 season if at least one of them was correct. The first pick was on the Jaguars Saturday night, and if you recall, they were trailing most of the game, needed a scoop and score touchdown to defeat Tennessee 20-16, to so that individual was guaranteed at least $2 million, uh, regardless of what happened on Sunday. Uh, the second pick to go on, uh, uh, well, the third pick actually on uh, Sunday was the Seattle Seahawks, who trailed most of their games against the uh, L.A. Rams. Uh, the game ended uh, in regulation with a kick that hit the upright. Uh, Seattle was about to pull out a three-point win. Game went to overtime, and after an exchange of possessions, uh, the second one of which resulted in Baker Mayfield throwing an interception to uh, Seattle. The Seahawks marched downfield, got the winning field goal. So that contestant uh, cashed with the Seahawks. So now uh, he, now the two uh, uh, individuals are guaranteed at least uh, uh, still the two, the two million dollars, depending upon what happened to the third individual. And that was actually the middle game. And this is the bad beat where the drama comes in. Third individual had the Indianapolis Colts in oh, their boy. home finale against Houston. Now, of course, Houston did lead most of the game, but the Colts came back and were in position to win the game or at least see overtime as Houston scored in the final minute of that contest to make the score Indianapolis 31, Houston 30. They gambled with nothing to lose. Well, at least for them, nothing to lose. Uh, we won't say that about the third contestant. They went for two. If they make it, uh, the third contestant is eliminated. If, it, if they miss it, it was a, a, a three-way split of $2 million each. Well, of course, we know Houston converted. 
32-31. The Colts backer was uh, eliminated. And so two contestants each take home $3,066,500, a total of uh, 99.97% of the field was eliminated, meaning just 0.03% of the field remained uh, uh, ended up 20-0 to uh, win and share as a little over more than that $6 million jackpot. Wow, a wild weekend to say the least, Andy. And uh, I know that cost that uh, contestant dearly, the Indianapolis Colts game. There was also a contest I was involved in at the Circa, an invitational contest. And a friend of ours, Chuck Edel, uh, was in the running to win that contest. And he lost it when the Colts, uh, he had the Colts for the same way, the same reason. So he ended up finishing second in the contest. So there's been a lot of people that will have a few bad beats to talk about about that in in particular Indianapolis Colts football game. By, by the way, Chuck usually had his best success playing totals yes. or especially in the colleges. So with the limited schedule and really only the Georgia TCU available on the college card and that one uh, um, you know of course turned out to be a one-sided blowout. Actually, I was surprised that uh, uh, that more people in the uh, in the Invitational didn't choose that because of hedging possibilities on Monday night with the one final standalone game. I was with you the same way, Andy. And like you mentioned, Chuck had ridden totals all the way almost into the winner circle, but nonetheless, it didn't work out that way for him as well. And by the way, congratulations to uh, uh, Chris Felica, who ended up winning the contest uh, basically because of a best bet tiebreaker. So tip of the hat to Chris on a job well done. I texted him, congratulations. I said that although I like my steaks medium rare, it was a job well done, Chris. And he said he likes his steaks medium well or medium rare just as well. So it was a fun time, that contest. And it sounds like a lot of money changed hands in Las Vegas this particular weekend, especially with that wild and woolly circuit survivor finish. And Andy, before we let you go, we have nothing to preview as far as early advance lines go with just the playoffs on tap this week. I know our listeners love to know what you've got on tap for your complimentary play this weekend. Well, I was looking to use uh, one of the huge favorites, either Buffalo or San Francisco. Uh, clearly, uh, San Francisco, I think, the most complete team in the league. But part of my reasoning was to look at a little history, and I'm sure you've gone back and taken a look. But uh, home favorites, home double-digit favorites, and this game right now is right around nine, nine and a half, both of them. Uh, have had great success since 2010, 10-1, both straight up and against the spread. After the previous decade, it actually was a little bit more tilted towards taking the point. So the big favorites have done exceptionally well. But since both of them might end up not being double-digit favorites, I'm going to go to uh, one of the uh, the other games, and I'm going to take a look at the uh, game between uh, – uh, I'd like to use Cincinnati and Baltimore, but not knowing the status of uh, Lamar Jackson for the uh, for the Ravens, uh, you know, definitively right now. I'll take a look at the Monday night game between Dallas and Tampa Bay. These teams opened the season uh, with uh, Tampa Bay winning 19 to three, and this matchup will end the season for one of those two teams. Um, I've not liked the way that Tampa Bay has played all season. Uh, there aren't very very many coaches over which Todd Bowles has a coaching advantage, but that may be the case against uh, Dallas and uh, uh, Mike McCarthy. Um, nonetheless, and Dallas has not played strongly down the stretch. Zach Prescott has thrown a bunch of interceptions. 
I still find that Dallas is the more complete team, the more reliable team. I'm wondering how much Father Time has caught up with Tom Brady. He did not have a a, a very good season overall. And you know, when he had Gronk, it was a lot different. He's had the difficulty uh, working without him. It's a small number for Dallas to be laying. I know there's a lot of temptation to take Tampa Bay, but at under a field goal right now, this, which is interesting because this line opened three and a half for Dallas, actually went down below the key number of three. So a lot of support coming in for uh, Tampa Bay, much like a lot of support came in for that other T team that played earlier this week, TCU. And I'm not saying it's necessarily that you don't want to back a public underdog, which TCU was and which Tampa Bay may be, although I did take my shot with TCU. But when that score was 24-7 late first quarter, I got off T- I got off TCU, and uh, actually I thought it was a generous price for Georgia laying only seven in the second half. Nonetheless, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys to finally get that very elusive win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but something maybe along the lines of 19-10 to because I think Tampa Bay will be able to limit uh, Dallas to field goals rather than touchdowns. I'm not quite sure how much success Tampa Bay is going to have offensively against what is still a very good Dallas defense. Andy Isco likes the Dallas Cowboys to bounce back off their disappointing season-ending loss and send Tom Brady home early from the playoffs to lay the points with the Cowboys in this football game for his complimentary play. Andy, great job on the show once again this week, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week for week two of the NFL football playoffs. We're going to wish you nothing but the best of luck this week. I'll wish everybody uh, the same amount of luck. And I think as far as our little uh, side uh, discussion earlier, unfortunately, I think I went over the nine. I think you went (laughs) over the nine, Andy, but I was going to tell you a little insider thing. When you asked me, I was going to tell you, I could sort of control that a little bit, Andy, by extending a conversation or two, but (laughs) nonetheless. which is, which is a lesson we can take in many areas of wagering. If a wager seems too good to be true, think a little bit hard about why you're getting the number. That's exactly right. And everything in life, it's just exactly what that's all about. That was Andy Isco joining us from Las Vegas from TheLogicalApproach.com with that review of what happened in all the contests. And with that, we're going to move on right now and welcome in our co-host, Victor King from King Creole Sports. Victor, I hope that you enjoyed the college and the pro football season, the regular portions and the bowls as well, and you're all ready for the NFL playoffs just ahead. We are, Mark. That's what we're working on this week. And, in fact, it just came out today, actually on Tuesday night, and that's our playbook playoff guide newsletter, required reading. Uh, Also, Mark, uh, we're going to do a real quick NFL review, a year-to-date review uh, we may have a comment or two in the college football season. Monday was the last game of the year. There's naturally that big-time letdown after a sport concludes their final game of the year. Uh, we're pleased with our results. We ended up going 7-2 and two in the college bowls. Nice. We, did, we didn't have an actual play in the Monday night game, but I did send out to all of our King Creole clients, if you're going to bet the game, Let's just bet Georgia to score over 38 points on their own in regards to a team total. And you saw the final score in that game. Not only did the game go over, but Georgia scored 65 points in their game. So uh, a uh, fun way for us to conclude the college football uh, uh, playoffs. And before we get into our NFL review, Mark, did you have any sort of comment on this final college football game of the year? 
Well, you know, it was uh, it was obviously the biggest blow up, perhaps, that we're going to ever see or talk about uh, a mismatch, if you will. And I think what happened here, Victor, psychologically, is that uh, the door was left open for Georgia after their near defeat to Ohio State. They were playing with house money. TCU had run the table and pulled the rug on a lot of people and surprises. And I think it all just collided together in this game. Obviously, the better team won the football game. Much, much more talent to the Georgia football side of the field. And in fact, I was reading today where Mad Dog Russo from a a really, really well-known national sports talker made a comment that Stetson Bennett was 25 years old in that football game. And he felt that should not be allowed in college football, that a quarterback should not be able to play at age 25. Come on, man. Uh, uh, In that slaughter of the game as it was. You know, but the fact of the matter is Bennett graduated from high school when he was 19. Uh, Along the way, he redshirted. Then along came COVID. He sat out a year, all those things, and it all tallied up. He ended up being 25 years old. So be it. Uh, Yes, he was a little bit more more mature, but he ended up being the MVP of that football game. And I think personally he's going to be drafted by the NFL because the kid is pinpoint passer, as good as I've seen in college football in a long, long time. Other observations that I had on the football playoffs is uh, was that the one-point win by Ohio State in the semis was the narrowest margin in the college football playoff history. The 58-point win by Georgia over TCU was the largest. So in two games, we saw the narrowest and the largest margins in the college football playoff. That was really opposite ends of the ladder, if you will. And also, I was kind of stunned to learn this, that 16 of the last 17 college football national championship games have involved teams from the Southeast Conference. So if you want to start shooting darts at the Southeast Conference, you better pull your bow back in because (laughs) they're for real. 16 out of 17 national championship games have had a team from the Southeast Conference. Job well done as I mentioned to my good friend Chris Falika for winning the Circa Invitational and job well done for the Georgia Bulldogs for the job that they did in the college football playoffs as well. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And Victor, before we get to our NFL featured game on the playoff card, a little bit of a mini season in review, if we will, for our listeners out there. I'm going to let you start with this first. Uh, I've got a few stats and decks I want to run by everybody, but let, let us know what you came up with. All right, before we can get into the postseason action, we got to kind of turn the page a little bit and reflect ever so slightly on the NFL 2022 regular season. A very, very good season for underdogs overall. 144, 118, and 8 ATS. That's 55% across the board for all underdogs. Even better for divisional underdogs who went to 57 and 39 ATS. That is 59%. And the best situation was 37 and 12 for divisional underdogs when playing off a loss. If you would follow that regular season pattern into the playoffs, it would suggest a look on the Baltimore Ravens plus the points this week against Cincinnati in the playoffs. With that said, I don't know if you want a piece of the Ravens knowing that Lamar Jackson is probably not going to be playing in that particular game. Uh, In regards to the over-unders, we've talked about the low-scoring season. It finished 120 overs, 150 unders. 
56% of all games did indeed end up going under the total. Uh, there were only three teams in the NFL that went over the total at 58% or more this season. The interesting thing was these three teams all came from the same division, the NFC North Division. Your number one over team, the Minnesota Vikings, 11-6 and OU, followed by a tie in the number two spot with the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions, both finishing the season at 10-7. and Again, the top three teams in the NFL in regards to overs all came from the NFC North Division. Meanwhile, there were nine teams in the NFL that went under the total at 61% or more. That's not surprising, given the low-scoring season. Tied for number one, a three-way race. All three of these teams ended up going five overs, 12 unders on the season. That was the New York Jets, the Tennessee Titans, and the Baltimore Ravens, your top three under teams for 2022. Nice overview from Victor of what we saw in the 2022 NFL football season. And Victor, my observations on the season were uh, this. I did a little bit of a review from our Playbook Football Preview Guide magazine. And as you know, in the play, on the Preview Guide magazine, on every NFL team page is a projected season win total from Jay Cornegie and our friends at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Uh, we published their first number that comes out, and that's what we put in the magazine, and that's the one we're going to compare numbers to. So what I did was I looked at where the teams were posted and where they finished and look for the disparities. Well, in the National Football League, in the AFC side of things, the Kansas City Chiefs, their 14 wins was plus three over their season win total. That was the largest in the AFC. The Indianapolis Colts were the biggest loser. Their season win total of four was negative six. Their season win total was 10. So they were six short of their season win total. KC plus three, Indianapolis minus six for their body of work this football season. On the NFC side of things, the biggest winner was the Philadelphia Eagles, who finished with 14 wins in the season. That was five more than their nine-win season projected total. The biggest loser, how about the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams, whose five wins fell five-and-a-half wins short of their projected ten-and-a-half win total. And I'm going to say this. Of these four teams I just mentioned, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, and the Rams – you can look for a return to the norm next football season. We'll get into that next football season and talk about why that will happen. But mark those four teams down when it comes to preparing for next football season. Also, observations and notes that I picked up from the 2022 NFL football season. 15 of the 32 teams ended up with a winning record. Now, if you recall on our show last week on our Against the Spread podcast, only 10 teams entering the week had winning records. So they picked that pace up if you will, last week. And a lot, a lot of that had to do with the odd amount of games, playing 17 games as opposed to 16 for the season. But 15 of the 32 had winning records, just a little less than 50%, obviously. The teams with the biggest point differential in the National Football League this year, number one best team, San Francisco, plus 173 net points differential. That's an average of 10.2 points a game that the Niners won their games by an average of. Number two is the Buffalo Bills at plus 169. Also, 10 points a game for the Buffalo Bills. Is that a forecoming of what we'll see for the Super Bowl? Probably. 
the, the third best team was the Philadelphia Eagles, plus 133, followed by Kansas City at plus 127. On the downside of the equation, negative teams, these are all teams that are in the playoffs I'm talking about here now, that finished with a negative point spread or a negative point differential for the season. These playoff teams, the worst was Tampa Bay, minus 45 net point differential for the season, followed by the New York Giants at minus six, Minnesota minus three, and Miami minus two. So you can take those uh, with a, a grain of salt as well, but rest assured the guys that were to the plus the Frisco's, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Kansas City. Those are the guys we're going to see in the Super Bowl this year. And the, the, the last four guys I just talked about, Tampa Bay, New York Giants, Minnesota, Miami, you can dismiss them most likely this weekend. Uh, other notes that I picked up here, what we wrote about in the playbook uh, NFL playoff guide newsletter this week. And it's filled, this, is, this is filled with just great stats. Victor's talked about it. He's showing it right now on the screen. There's a lot of winning great information inside this. And there are six teams that are playing this weekend with same season revenge. They're all the road teams, by the way. You don't need to look for who they are. All the road teams have same season revenge. So what does that mean in wild card games? Well, I ran this through the well-oiled machine. And I looked, what we found was teams that are playing with same season revenge in wild card games overall on the blind they are 37 and 43 straight up. Eh, 43, 33 and four the spread. Not bad. If they're away, as all six of these teams happen to be, they're only 15 and 28 straight up and 22, 20, 22 and 21 to the spread. That's really rather nothing, a break even. But if they're division teams that are playing with same season revenge in a wild card round, these teams are 20, 11 and one against the spread including 14 and seven as a dog. Three of those guys checked that dog box this weekend, Baltimore, Miami, and Seattle. And keep this other thought in mind when it comes to handicapping the playoffs this weekend and with regard to same season revenge. You can rest assured that most of the game plans that the teams are playing with this meet, this go round will be different than the game that they lost before. They'll be changing that game plan up dramatically. And so too will their opponent be changing their game plan up dramatically. So you can look for different results almost assuredly because of the game plans. But those are some of the observations to keep in mind when it comes to handicapping games from a same season revenge standpoint. That was my take on the NFL review, Victor. Kind of deep a little bit, and uh, the reason I'm mentioning that is uh, also because we're going to beginning, or we're going to begin here, uh, probably at the conclusion of the uh, NFL football playoffs, a new concept that we're doing. It's called "Go for the Win" at PlaybookSports.com, and the win is W-I-N, an acronym for Winning Information Now. And we're going to be sharing winning information now with people on the website every day. Uh, and information like I just shared with you is going to be available on the website, on the website with our go for the win uh, columns, if you will, articles and pieces of information. So look for that forthcoming on the playbooksports.com website. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, Victor, what do you say? Let's get to our NFL game of the week. Now, this might not be the beauty that everybody had in mind, okay? Uh, <laughs> but it's the wild card, okay? Uh, and it's a football game that I kind of really rather have an opinion on. I don't know if you do deeply, Victor, or not. Uh, but let's share it with our listeners out there and talk about the New York Giants when they take on the Minnesota Vikings this particular weekend. How do you see these two 
bottom of the totem pole playoff teams faring out this weekend. Right, and before we do get into the game, Mark, let me uh, run through my list of some of the hotter uh, postseason over and under Terrific. teams. Uh, again, from our database, I'm going to run through the AFC Conference. And let me see here. Buffalo Bills, 6-1-1 one, and one to the over. That's six overs, only one under, one tie in their last eight playoff home games. Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, their last nine home uh, playoff games have gone six and three over under. Then we kind of switch gears and we take a look at some of the better under teams in the AFC conference, like the Miami Dolphins. Their last 10 playoff games have gone only one over nine unders. The Cincinnati Bengals over the last 10 years, all eight of Cincinnati's playoff games have gone under the total. They're playing Baltimore this week. Their last 13 playoff games have gone 3-9-1 and one over under. And finally, another team in their last 12 playoff games, the L.A. Chargers, have gone 3-9. and nine. So we're definitely skewing under ever so slightly yeah. when it looks at the uh, AFC Conference. In the NFC Conference, not too much to grab a hold of out there. We will say that the best over team has been the Seattle Seahawks. They've gone 9-3. and three to the over in their last 12 playoff games. Uh, finally, San Francisco, 1-7-1 and one over under. Last nine playoff games, not surprising, given their fantastic defense. And then finally, the two teams that we're going to talk about right now, both Minnesota and the New York Giants, in each of their last 12 playoff games, only three overs, nine unders for both of those particular teams. And that's the way we're looking in this particular game with the Giants Take it on the Vikings. Uh, I believe this is Sunday's late afternoon game indoors in Minnesota with the Vikings favored by a field goal in the game. It really hasn't moved too much off the number. They opened at three. There's still three as we record the podcast. Of course, what I'm interested in, Mark, is the over-under in the game. And it opened at 47 and a half points. There's been some money coming in on the over. We're currently at 48. There's even some 48 and a halfs out there as we speak. On the year, the New York Giants 7-9 and 1 over under 43.3 average combined points in all New York Giant games. They went 4-4 and 1 over under at home, 3 and 5 on the road, only 42.4 combined points per game. We talked about Minnesota we touched on them, the number one over team this year. They went 11-6, 50.0 combined points per game in Minnesota Vikings. That includes 7-2 and two to the over at home this year, and their home games went 52.2. So, again, Minnesota, good over numbers on the year. The Giants, pretty much a decent under team like they have been in each of the last five or six seasons now. Now, of course... Uh, we got a little bit of a rematch here. These two teams played each other when on Saturday, Christmas Eve, just three weeks ago. We were on the over in that game, uh, a game in which the line was 48.0 points. And first off, Mark, it, it's unusual to me that a playoff rematch has the same or a higher over underline than that of the original game. But that's the case this week. And in that uh, Christmas Eve game, 
Uh, let's remember the score was 13 to 10 heading into the fourth quarter. Wow. Uh, over betters needed multiple fourth quarter miracles in that game, and they got it. Minnesota, uh, the Vikings scored a touchdown with three minutes to go in the game. The Giants matched him with a touchdown and a two point conversion with two minutes to go in the game. Then, of course, the Vikings kicked that long 61 yard field goal on the last play of the game to get the win, final score 27 to 24, and a nice over winner for us. Uh, that's a lot of holiday miracles, if you ask me. <laughs> and I do not see it happening in the rematch. Again, we just touched on the fact that Minnesota, now 3-9 and nine over under, last 12 playoff games, and the same record for the New York Giants. Uh, from the database, here's what I got in regards to this particular game. NFC Conference playoff games on Sundays have gone 3-10 and 10 over under last four years with an over-under line of 53 or more points. That applies to this particular game. Uh, in the last three years, playoff games in which the home team is favored by four or less points, like Minnesota, 80% under the total. Uh, with New York off a nice ATS winning streak, they've now covered four games in a row heading into the postseason. Uh, in the last two years, playoff road teams uh, all four or more ATS wins in a row have got a perfect 0-6 over under. The Vikings, of course, they closed with a road win over the Chicago Bears last week. And since 2005, playoff teams off a divisional road win have gone 4-17 and over under, including 1-10 in the last four years. And here's the clincher for me. You know, in a what was a low-scoring NFL regular season this year, the indoor games, the dome games, were fairly high-scoring. We touched on that aspect in our last few podcasts. But with that said, Mark, indoor playoff games have now gone 6-17 and 17 over under wow. in the last 10 years. And that includes a perfect 0-8 in the last three years. Zero overs, eight unders. Average points combined in these uh, indoor games, only 41.5. With all that said, Mark, the under in this game, to me, it's worthy of a wager, but only if you can grab a nice high over-under line of 48.5 or more points. Victor goes under 48.5 points in the Giants-Vikings game, and a nice recap for Victor, a good call on the fact that its total is just about the same as it was when they played just three weeks ago. And Victor, correct me if I'm wrong, but I can remember for the longest time when it comes to handicapping divisional rematches that it was told to me that whatever total the team has played to the first time, you want to make a case to go the opposite way. And perhaps maybe even more so with extreme totals uh, that went excessively high or excessively low. So we do have that application at work in this football game. And that yes, was a, we do. a good call out on your part. Uh, so Victor goes under the total in this football game between the Giants and the Vikings in this contest. Taking a look at the football game from a betting side in the football contest here, uh, there were 10 new coaches in the National Football League this year, and five of them made the playoffs. Two of them are locking horns in this football game here. Rather rare to find two new head coaches that are both playing one another in an NFL football playoff game the very first year. Uh, 
you can look at the New York Giants here. They're back in the playoffs now for the first time since 2016 when, when they were there last time. They made it all the way to the championship game before bowing out. They didn't panic, the Giants didn't do. I, I mentioned this last week when we talked about them, when we previewed them. I called out the fact that they were 7-2 and two to start the season, then they went to 7-5-1. and one. But they closed out 2-2 two and 4-0 two and and oh to the spread, as Victor mentioned here. They're on a four-game point spread run coming into this contest. And also, as Victor highlighted, revenge from that 27-24 loss three weeks ago on that 61-yard field goal, the final play of the game. And look inside the stats at that game, guys. It was the Giants who outyarded Minnesota by almost 100 yards in the contest, but yet left with a loss in their back pocket here. The Minnesota Vikings come in here. Uh, this note from the playoff guide, the playbook NFL playoff guide, which is, again, is great stats and information you'll want to get your hands on before the games kick off this weekend. The New York Giants faced five other playoff teams this year. They were slaughtered in the stats in all five games by an average of 163 yards a game. That's not even close to being playoff worthy, but nonetheless, here they are. They're at home. That's the worst of all the playoff teams, and they're favored against the New York Giants. And in fact, the last nine times that Minnesota has been in the playoffs and taken on an opponent that comes in off a loss, they lost the money all nine football games. The well-oiled machine, to me, seals the deal, noting that wild-card dogs of three or less points, going back to that same-season revenge angle that we opened the show up with, these wild-card dogs of three or fewer points are 12-4-1 and one against the spread. you got the New York Giants cashed in 10 of their 12 games as an underdog under Brian Dable this football season here. There's only one way for me to look in this game. Give me the New York Giants plus the points. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And it's time now to visit with our good friend Jim Feist in Las Vegas to get his take on one of the NFL football playoff games this weekend. Jim, if you do the honors and take it away, our listeners would love to know what you're looking at this weekend. Hello, guys. Super wild card weekend. Saturday, two games. San Francisco hosts Seattle. San Francisco down to nine and a half in most places. Still some tens out there as well. And then the Chargers go to the Jaguars. The Chargers opened two and a half. It's Pickham and the Chargers won in those two games. I'd like to talk a little bit about that game. You talk about how do you, how do you handicap the game? Well, when you look at the rosters, I think you're going to favor the Chargers roster-wise. But when you look at the coaching, uh, that's that's a big mismatch. You have a guy that's uh, Peterson who's been around for a while, wins a Super Bowl. He's uh, really developed that team into something that's working well and will be very strong next year. And then you have Brandon Staley on the other side, who I just can't, I mean, I just don't connect with him. The, the, the way he plays, calls plays, going for it at the wrong time, going for it on the wrong side of the field, playing players in meaningless games and getting them hurt. Uh, he just doesn't make sense to me. Roster-wise, the Chargers are the better team, in my opinion. I just don't 
I can't get out of the box and play them. I, I just can't trust this guy. Now, this is a cross-country trip. You can't go any further, basically, in, in this country, L.A. to Jacksonville. I'd have to take Jacksonville here. I mean, they are at home. You don't get much for home field anymore, but they they will have a raucous crowd. They're going to be into it. And um, I think Lawrence learned a lot from the last game, which he did not play very well. Um, they won the game, but it was a defensive thing where they picked, uh, and it was questionable whether that, that was really a forward pass or a fumble that they picked up and scored. So this is going to be a real questionable game. I can't get too excited about it, but it's really a, a play for me on the coach. So I like the coach here over the opposite coach. I think two young quarterbacks, lots of talent, and these teams could go someplace. I'd like to see Staley replaced by someone that absolutely knows what he's doing in the future. But for this game, I'm going with the Jags. Not a big play. Free play right here on the site, on the show. And everybody out there. Happy New Year, if I haven't told that to you already. And uh, we'll see you in uh, a week. Good stuff, as always, from Jim Feist, as he likes those Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend for his complimentary play. Be sure to check out Jim and all of his free pick videos and all of his information and the top games he has for sale for you on the website at playbooksports.com, Jim Feist Sports. With that, let's move on now to our awesome angle of the week on the show this week. And this awesome angle, guys, it will also serve as my free play. Victor's going to offer up a free play. This will be my free play on the show this week, and it's going to come from this awesome angle. It comes from our playbook, Black Book. And our good friend Jeff, uh, the guitar man up in uh, Edmonton, Canada, reminded me of this angle that's in effect this particular week. And when we printed it, it was called Congratulations. One of the Traveling Wilburys songs, one of my favorite all-time albums, the Traveling Wilburys. I don't think it got any better than what they produced. But anyway, there was a song called Congratulations, and we pegged it as a playbook black book article. And the gist of it was this. What you look to do is to play on any home team in game one of the playoffs who won 12 or more games last season if they lost straight up in a conference championship game the previous season. That little twist that I added to the congratulations is that they won 12 or more games last season. By doing this, these home teams in the wild card rounds who bowed out in a championship game last year that won 12 or more games last year, since 1990, these teams are 21-7-1 and against the spread. That's a rock-solid 75% winning angle. And with that, we'll be on the San Francisco 49ers to complete a hat-trick sweep over Seattle in their NFL playoff game this weekend. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Victor King from King Creole Sports to find out what Victor's got on tap this weekend. Victor, I know you've got a special going for your King Creole Sports NFL playoff as well. If you would, let our listeners know all about that as well, if you will. Right you are, Mark. We are running a special for anybody who was a full-season totals tip sheet subscriber for those people, we're offering our four-week playoff service for just $50. Again, it requires you to be a full-season Totals Tip Sheet subscriber, or if you want to sign up for next season's Totals Tip Sheet newsletter, we'll offer the same to you. That's all four weeks of NFL playoff service, total cost, just $50, and you can't beat it. 
Mark, That's a great deal. Thank you. Before we get to the free play, and we're going to uh, we're going to lean on King's best friend again, Tuco, with a team total. Uh, give me a second, real quick, Mark, to talk about baskets, NBA basketball. Last week's playoff basketball newsletter number one. Of course, uh, our new playoff, our new basketball newsletter will be out. Oh, this Friday night as well. Definitely required reading. And, you know, Mark and I, we don't usually dip our toes into the basketball waters until college football is basically complete and the NFL heads into the postseason. And that's because there's just not enough time in the day. We're working so hard on all of our multiple publications and we're spending so much time on the customers who've, you know, paid us for our football service that time does not permit us to get into uh, basketball until now. And we finally debuted last night on Tuesday night with our first NBA total selection of the season. That was a winner on the Dallas Mavericks and LA Clippers under the total. And we played a great stat that shows that the Clippers three and 18 over under at home this year, easily the best under team in the NBA, the LA Clippers. Now, that was a fantastic under situation last night. With that said, Mark, I've been doing the research in the NBA, and this has been an extremely high-scoring season like nobody's business. Now, overall, only 52% of all NBA games have gone over the total this season. But with that said, the average combined points in the NBA this year is now up to 227.6. Oh, wow. These are ungodly numbers in the NBA. Last year, we were right around 222, which was the average. This year, the 2022-2023 season, the average NBA game is at 227.6. That is amazing. That's the highest scoring season in the NBA since all the way back to 1969-1970. That's how... Victor, it's also totals that you, what all-star game totals used to be. Right, right. I mean, you're knocking on that door. I know they're much higher now, but I can recall going back, you know, fewer than 10 years ago, those were totals in all-star games. Now we're seeing them in regular games. It's unbelievable. The numbers are just mind-blowing. Unbelievable. You know, Mark, just 10 years ago in the 2010 NBA season, the average combined points per game was 200 Point 0.5. Wow. Here we are, 12 years later, it's at 227.6. The average game has gone up by 27.1 points per game in just the last 12 years alone. These are just, again, unbelievable numbers in the NBA. And with that said, you're definitely going to want to get on board, check out our NBA over-under selections, not to mention Mark's ATS plays in pro basketball. Uh, and in college basketball, as well as we are licking our chops, heading into the, what, February, February, March, oh, next four months of the uh, regular season in regards to both of those sports, the NBA and college basketball. Now, uh, uh, that's baskets. And again, don't forget our Playbook Basketball newsletter. We're looking for a team total this week, and we've had to kind of slide back into a team total because... Uh, what I've uh, noticed from querying in our database, Mark, is the fact that in the AFC, in the playoffs, when we are talking about divisional playoff games in the AFC conference, 
These games have actually gone 11, 1, and 1 to the over, dating back 20 seasons for all AFC same division playoff games when the over-under line is less than 49 points. It applies to two games this week. The average margin of these games plus 10.1 points per game. Unfortunately, the two games that this 11-1 and over-under situation applies to are the Dolphins on the road against Buffalo and Baltimore on the road against Cincinnati. I can't in good conscience recommend an over in either one of those games. I mean, after all, Tua is not playing for Miami. They just announced it today. Tungo Bailoa will not be playing at quarterback. So it would be ludicrous. I'm not saying the game won't go over, but it would be ludicrous for us to spend our hard-earned money on the over in that particular game when we don't get both number one quarterbacks for the same team. And the same thing could be said for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it looks like Lamar Jackson will not be playing this week against Cincinnati. So with that said, we can't in good conscience play the over in either one of those two games. However, Tuco has got his eyes set on a team total in one of those two games that we do like. And that team total is the Buffalo Bills to go over the total at home on their own. Uh, with the point spread and the over underline in this particular game, the implied score is Buffalo 28 and a half, Miami 15. That's Buffalo favored by, oh, 12 and a half to 13 points. And the over underline somewhere in the area of 43 to 43 and a half points. So for our team total, it's going to be Buffalo to go over their individual team total. Playoff favorites of three or more points who scored 28 or more in each of their last three games of the regular season, like Buffalo, have averaged 31.3 points per game in their first playoff game. In their last nine meetings against Miami, Buffalo has put up some unbelievable numbers on offense. In fact, they've averaged 34.3 points per game in their last nine meetings versus Miami. So that's how we're going to get some overaction in this particular game. We're laying off the Dolphins. Tuco's team total this week is going to be on the Buffalo Bills to score over 28.5 points at home against the Dolphins. We'll have over-under selections on Saturday, on Sunday, on Monday, available at uh, playbooksports.com website. And again, from Tuco, we'll play Buffalo over 28.5 points. Tuco and Victor look for Buffalo to do the heavy lifting in that game against Miami. Buffalo to go over that team total for his complimentary play. Be sure to join Victor King Creole Sports for all of his selection plays this weekend throughout the NFL playoffs at playbooksports.com. And better yet, sign up for the totals tip sheet for next year now and take advantage of Victor's $50 playoff offer. That's a spectacular deal. Check it out all online at playbooksports.com. One more quick note before we sign off here, and we'll be back next week for the uh, divisional round of the NFL playoffs here on the Against the Spread podcast. I want to remind our listeners out there that our good friends at mybookie.ag are offering our listeners out there a an up to $1,000 welcome bonus, plus a free $10 casino chip. All you need to do is log on at mybookie.ag, use the promo code PLAYBOOK for your up to $1,000 welcome bonus and your free $10 casino chip. That's mybookie.ag, promo code PLAYBOOK. 
Until next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, I want to thank our co-host Victor King from King Creole Sports, our good friend Andy Isco joining us from Las Vegas. Whoops, excuse me, guys. I'm back in sync here. Joining us from Vegas for the Vegas Vibe. And until next week, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it. And good luck as always. <laughs>